could it be you calling me down, 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 down? That foolish heart turns out the stars. All that I am is all that you see. Welcome to another episode of the Bounce Pass. I am your host, Stephen Abramo. Today, I'm joined by Sam Pengelly and Logan Mance through the Super Bowl 55 between the Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like I, like I mentioned to both of you guys, this is the Super Bowl preview, Super Bowl 55, Kansas City Chiefs uh, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but before we start, uh, Logan, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, just talk about, you know, I mean, this is your first time on the show, just kind of introduce yourself and uh, you know your experience with you know, the Chiefs or just watching the football, watching the Super Bowl? Yeah, thanks for uh, introducing me. I'm Logan Mance. I have my own podcast, Sports Slate. Uh, you can check that out on Twitter. I post a lot. And it's also on Spotify, iTunes. I was a K-State journalism grad. And I got to cover Kansas State basketball and football with uh, K-State Online. So uh, I got to cover different sports and it's a lot of fun and happy to be on the bounce pass and be on someone else's podcast for a change. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's different. You know, you're always the one hosting it and kind of in charge. So it's kind of a different uh, feel, but uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're able to come on. Uh, first time talking about the chiefs, uh, Sam, Sam and Gelly, He's been, uh, I don't think you need further introduction, Sam. You've been on many, many times previewing, uh, the Kansas City Kansas Jayhawks basketball, talking about them, uh, talking about you know other topics within the NBA um, throughout. But yeah, so this is a Super Bowl preview. We'll kind of start it off with just kind of introducing both teams. We'll, we'll start with the Chiefs. Uh, I'll kind of get your thoughts on them uh, in a bit. But you know the Chiefs, they finished the regular season fourteen and three, uh, technically fourteen and one because they didn't really have their starters playing week seventeen. They beat the Cleveland Browns 22-17 in the divisional round. They beat the Bills 38-24, a game that Sam was actually in attendance. So, uh, Sam, you can also talk about kind of like that experience going to the AFC Championship game uh, in a limited crowd at Arrowhead. But um, obviously, you know, they they blew out the Bills. Um, It was a shaky game against the Browns with Chad Henney having to save the day uh, in the divisional round. but they're back. You know, the, the Chiefs have kind of done this run it back tour um, after winning the Super Bowl a year ago. Um, they've had the model run it back by basically bringing almost the entire roster back and trying to trying to repeat for the first time since the 2003-2004 New England Patriots. Um, you know, the Chiefs have wanted to kind of stamp themselves as uh, a dynasty in the making. Um, so now they have a chance to maybe become one if they can win next Sunday against Tampa Bay. Um I mean, so I guess from what you guys, I mean, we'll, we'll kind of go into a little bit more details about the Chiefs itself, but um, like inside the numbers, but just kind of from watching the Chiefs, Logan uh, or Sam, you, I don't, you guys can go first. I don't care who goes first, kind of watching them from the regular season and watching how they perform in the playoffs, kind of what's your thoughts of, of them and then maybe your confidence level maybe heading into the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, Steve. Um, I was watching the uh, Chiefs in regular season. Uh, they were very. It was very fun to watch. Um, one thing, though, I, I noticed they kind of like coasted a little bit. Their red zone offense wasn't as good in the regular season. We saw a lot of field goals, uh, but 
Last week, the uh, game I attended, the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs scored a TD every time they got in the red zone. They were able to uh, figure it out, um, use more, go more deep into the uh, playbook. Um, and also, I thought, I think the, the red zone defense has been really holding up well. Um, Buffalo got into the uh, red zone a few times, and uh, mostly they were held to the field goals every time besides... One that one was when Nicole Hartman uh, muffed the punt, so that was really it was really like inevitable that uh, that the Buffalo Bills were going to score on on that. But uh, I think I think they've been uh, in, they've been uh, really fun to watch. Uh, as when we did the last podcast, I talked about how uh, the Chiefs have improved in like a lot of categories. And the run defense wasn't very good at like the midway point, but I, their uh, defense is definitely improved uh last week they they held the uh buffalo running backs to 41 yards but uh, josh allen ended up getting 88 yards the, last week against us when we uh, rushed and he uh, had a couple big runs in that game so i think we're uh, showing a lot of improvement and uh one thing too that cleveland game Mahomes went down. That was like a really good boost for the uh, defense and the Chiefs itself because it really shows them that they they can win these games even when uh, adversity strikes too. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, uh, I mean, I have a, I have a couple of thoughts about the defense, but I'll, I'll kind of wait. I kind of want to get Logan your thoughts on just I guess how the Chiefs perform in the regular season, but more so just their their playoff performance in these first two games. Yeah, just being a spoiled Chiefs fan of seeing the Chiefs win uh, these last two years, it's kind of been different. It's kind of been a roller coaster of, I think Mahomes said it best. Uh, he kept looking on Twitter, and he, I guess it was a stat he said that they weren't winning by enough. And I think it kind of changes in the playoffs, right, uh, with penalty, penalties. I think that's one of the big takeaways, I think, is why the, the offense is really humming in the playoffs, is because... Let's be honest. They call more penalties in the regular season. I think it's even stat. There's even a stat like they they uh, call about six penalties per game, and uh, the average six penalties per game in the regular season. It's in the postseason. It goes down to like you know three or four penalties per game in the playoffs. So in the playoffs, the referees really just let them play. I feel like a lot more, and if it doesn't need to be called, they really don't call it right. And I think that's helped the Chiefs' offense by you know not having those critical penalties that hold the the make it a second and fifteen. You know, so I, I feel like that's really helped the the Chiefs' offense down the stretch of the season and the postseason, and why they're really. Uh, having a good postseason run but as far as the defense I really like how they're playing and and I've heard a lot of pundits say oh Tampa Bay is a better defense going in this matchup but you know they they average I think one less point given up than the Chiefs and and that's just because the Chiefs get so far ahead and there's just a lot of garbage time scores from other teams so I feel like this defense is really playing well they shut down Josh Allen, like Sam said, and uh, the defense might be the reason why they win Super Bowl uh, 55. Right. Um, and, you know, Sam, Sam said, you know, the run defense has improved, but, and that's that's definitely been the case, but, Man, let's talk about the secondary. I mean, the secondary for the Chiefs. I uh, there were part there were times in the regular season where I think the secondary was kind of getting you know a little exposed, but really since the last 
few weeks of the season, similar to last year, you know, the Chiefs, once, um, you know, once, they, I mean, last year, once they lost to the Titans, they didn't, obviously, they didn't lose a game for the rest of the year, but a big reason why they turned it around was their pass rush, obviously, was able to make plays. Um, it was able to get to the quarterback, stop the run, but guys like Bashad Breeland, Tyron Matthew were, uh, I mean, even Charvera Shore were flying all over the field. Um, yeah, Steven, and I want to, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off there, but Juan Thornhill yes, has well, been right. a real reason why, uh, you know, coming back from an ACL mm-hmm. injury, and it took him a while to do to his 100% self, and he's been flying around the field. I look really like how he's playing. Yeah, and Thornhill, missed, he missed the playoffs last year because he got a season-ending injury, um, I believe, towards the end of the season. I, guess, I think it was against the Bears week 15 or whatever. The so The Chargers, yeah. So he didn't play last year. And it took him a while for the first, I mean, I would say first 10 or 12 weeks of the season. Um, he, had, he had his moments. There were moments that you could kind of see the, 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 the dominance that he showed as a rookie. But really – the back end of the regular season and this this play, these playoffs, he's been shut down. And I think Spagnolo. Um, I mean, I thought Baker Mayfield was actually was pretty impressive, you know, considering the circumstances uh, in that divisional round game. But the Chiefs secondary was in Josh Allen's head. I mean, I think Spagnolo just devised an amazing game plan. And you know, Matthew, these are just a couple of the guys that. Um, I mean, I haven't even mentioned Legarius Sneed, but, you know, if you talk about uh, Tyron Matthew, Legarius Sneed, and Juan Thornhill, um, these j- just for these two games in the playoffs, you know, Thornhill, he's only been targeted five times in these playoffs. He's only given up one completion for six yards. You know, he's five pass- fat passes defended. Um, if you guys remember, a couple times, Josh Allen was trying to target Stephon Diggs, trying to target Cole Beasley down the middle. Um, and for the most part, you know, Josh Allen was able to hit those guys in, in, in the regular season and against the Colts and Ravens in the playoffs. But with Thornhill back there, he's been able to just completely lock that side of the field up and really take everything deep that goes anything that's 20, 25 yards. He's been able to shut off and that's really been able to help them. Um, you know, the Jarris need two sacks, two quarterback hits, three tackles for loss. And I mean, he had it, he was in concussion protocol, um, I believe he got sent to the concussion protocol uh, in the fourth quarter against the Bills. But what a find he's been for the Chiefs defense this year as a rookie. You know, he's played like a first rounder, even though I think he was picked in the sixth or seventh round. And and obviously, you know, Matthew um, has just been all over the field. So the secondary has just been really huge for them. Yeah, you talk about Legarius Sneed, and he was a fourth round pick. Fourth round, and right. I saw where Brett Beach was talking about he wanted to draft him in the first round. <laughs> How crazy of a talent he was. And I think it was a lot. Because he went to La Tech is why he fell down that far. And they just didn't have the right tape on him. And he noticed he was playing a different position, I believe. And they wanted to switch him to cornerback. And that's where his best film was. So it's just kind of interesting to see the story on him. And the way he's been playing is outrageous. And I think he's one of the top three cornerbacks in the league. Right around their top five. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And you can just think about next season. Um if he gets a full season in next year, how good he'll be is a, in, uh, in 2021. Huh. It's to be crazy. I mean, do you, uh, Sam, I kind of like, I, I'm kind of want to go back to like, um, you know, what did you, uh, before, I, I, before we kind of go a little bit more into like kind of the in-depth, I kind of want to get your feel about what, what, what was it like in that limited crowd of Arrowhead Stadium? Because I haven't been – I mean, I haven't been to any games. I didn't go to any games this year. Um, I would imagine it's kind of weird walking into Arrowhead with, like, 22,000. Yeah, it's that 
definitely it's definitely a lot different experience um i mean i mean it's it's kind of relaxing a little bit because you're not like bunched in together and uh, you don't have to worry about getting out of like arrowhead in like at like two hours after the game because the traffic's so bad so i there was some good to it, but it definitely felt weird. Uh, it was still, it still felt decently loud in there, considering that it was a reduced crowd. I think the thing that surprised me most about the ASC title game was how many Bills fans came down to see the game. I felt like there was like a lot of blue in in my section, and like I saw some quite a bit of blue in like other sections too. Um, it was really a fun experience, though. I really enjoyed watching the uh, Chiefs play in the AFC Italian for the third year in a row. Um, it was definitely, it was definitely different, but I, I, I had a blast and, uh, I, I got all, I, I got a souvenir of some of the confetti that came down, so I have that with me. <laughs> did you get the? Did you were you able to bring the confetti home from last year's against Tennessee? No, no, because like we're you know you know how they put the uh, where they did the trophy ceremony this year compared to last year. Yeah, it was more towards the end zone. Yeah, so it was like they shot the confetti like pretty much near my section, like a lot of it, like so, like but they put it like everybody was in the middle last year, so you said the confetti didn't even come towards me at all. So right, yeah, <laughs> I I'm not surprised. Bills Mafia traveled. Uh, Bills Mafia would is goes everywhere, but um, uh, Bills Mafia will not be at the Super Bowl. Uh, and the Bills Mafia will not be playing the Bucks. So. Uh, speaking of Tampa Bay, that's who the Chiefs will be playing this year. Um, you know how they got here. They're eleven. You know how they're eleven and five. Um, they've had they had to win three straight games on the road. Uh, and if you guys remember, the Chiefs played them in the regular season. I mean, I, you guys should remember they played. Um, I believe week twelve it was, and the Chiefs beat them twenty seven twenty four. Um, and that was actually their their that's been Tampa's last loss. They dropped their loss to the Chiefs, dropped them to seven and five, and they reeled off four wins to finish eleven and five. Like I said in the regular season, um, and then they've had to win three games on the road. They beat the Washington Football Team. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, and then um, in the conference championship, went to Lambeau Field and and won. Um, I wasn't from a. I'll kind of get your thoughts on. I want to get your thoughts on the Bucks in a minute, but at least for me, like I'm surprised that they were able to get to Tampa and become the first team to host a Super Bowl in their own stadium. Because I just I thought we were destined for a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. I really did not see the Packers stumbling in the NFC playoffs. I thought Green Bay was with the way that their offense was built that they were going to be putting up 35, 40 points on Tampa, and I thought they were going to be going to be taking care of business against the Buccaneers. But um, that's not going to be the case, you know. But you know, Tampa. Uh, I know. I mean, this is obviously the storyline in this game is Tom Brady playing in his tenth. 10th Super Bowl. Um, he is. I mean, I'm 22 years old, and Tom Brady has been in the Super Bowl. Next Sunday will be like the 10th, so I think almost 50 percent of my life he's been in a Super Bowl. So um, it's kind of crazy. I didn't think he would kind of be here in his first year with Bruce Arians and the Bucks, but um, I guess you know what's what's your guys' thoughts? Are you surprised Tampa was able to make it this far? Um, or did you kind of see it possibly happening? Yeah, Stephen, uh, I didn't really think it was that huge of a surprise. I mean, we can talk about it right here. That I think the NFC was a joke this year, and we can debate that. But uh, the way the Buccaneers got there, you beat you know a sorry Washington football team, and then you beat a retired Drew Brees, and then you come to Lambeau Field with 
Rodgers, who were there in the same spot as last year, and they choked it away. So I think that it was a product of the NS- NFC, and I think we'll see that in the Super Bowl that the AFC is just so superior to the NFC, and I-, I think that's what the Chiefs will show this Sunday. Yeah, I'm not too surprised at Tampa Bay. I felt like it was either going to be boom or bust with with Tampa Bay, and they chose boom. Um, they definitely drew. They they definitely got the right path to make it. Um, I think regulars. It kind of was surprise. I guess you could say maybe a little bit surprising when they when they started out seven and five. Like I, I thought the Bucks just looked. They didn't. I thought Tom Brady just looked didn't look as good as he did in the past. And uh, and uh, I'm. I guess I'm surprised by that, but I'm not really surprised that they ended up making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, they got a lot of weapons offensively. Their defense is really starting to peak. Uh, this team was like a, a quarterback away from doing some damage in the NFC, and that that's what happened. Right. Maybe I'd like to add that uh, it seems like a curse now. If you, if you win MVP, you don't make it to the Super Bowl. You take it out of Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and then now Aaron Rodgers. But the Packers pretty much gave that game away. They threw three interceptions, and the Buccaneers didn't do anything with it. I mean, the Buccaneers just had to play defense, and they couldn't move the ball at all, and so the Packers couldn't move the ball either. I mean, it was kind of a... You know, garbage show. How about Matt, how about Matt? How about Matt Lafleur's decision to? Uh, it's thirty four twenty six. It's fourth down, fourth and goal. Uh, you're down by eight with what, like two minutes left, and you decide, you know what, we're gonna just kick a field goal here. I, I mean, yeah. come on, like they real. I don't know why, how they didn't think to themselves, man, we really should try to go for this and get a touchdown and then go for two to tie it. No, we'll go for the field goal and still be down. Right. When will coaches learn that you're facing good quarterbacks and they're gonna put you away? Tom Brady's been doing it year in year out. And then you look on the other side, the Bills going for a field goal well, what, at their own, what, three? I can't yep, remember. Maybe yep. it was a one-yard line. Right. It, they haven't learned that you're going against great quarterbacks that find a way to win. And Tom Brady and Mahomes are both going to get it done if you give them the ball. It's just, like, I was laughing. I was like, man, the Bills cut this two-score game to a two-score game. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. But, you know, I think you got to play different and We'll we'll get into this a little bit, but you know, especially when you're playing the Chiefs, you got to play a different type of football when you're playing the Chiefs. I think than when you play everybody else, because you know that the way the Chiefs' offense is built, and especially now after you watch the AFC Championship against Buffalo, um, they're humming, and they could if the Chiefs have the Chiefs have the type of offensive personnel and the firepower to score a touchdown on every drive. And I think that that changes your philosophy a bit. You know, if you're fourth and short fourth and four, maybe fourth and five, and you're at midfield or on the plus side of the field, that's four down territory. You gotta go you gotta take your chances and go for it almost every time. And unless it's completely unless you're completely not gonna make it like it's a fourth and long, you gotta you gotta keep going for fourth down and try to get in the end zone because field goals does not the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, yeah, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a different style of football. I'd call it playing Madden, right? When you're playing Madden and I'll, I'll go a step further with that, Steven. Once you get class your own 40 try to go for a fourth unless it's like a long fourth and down in distance right. but if it if you're at your own 40 I, I think you should consider going for it on fourth and you know under 
ten. Yeah. Um, and Buffalo tried to establish that early against the Chiefs in the first drive of the game. It was fourth and three, and uh, I think it was maybe it was fourth and two, and they they went for it and they got the first down, and it kept the drive going. I mean, they ended up settling for a field goal on that drive, but still they were able to be in position to get at least three points because they were aggressive on fourth down. Um, and the Chiefs, I believe the Chiefs are what, like four for four on fourth down. Obviously, we know that they, we know one fourth down conversion that they got was the Chad Henney play. But you know, the Chiefs have gone every time it's been fourth and short, fourth and inches, they've gone for it and they've been able to convert. Um, uh, you mentioned Sam the the Buccaneers defense, how it's been, it's been playing much better uh, late in the season, and uh, it's kind of a, a reason why they've been able to make it this far um their defensive line has been really really good it's been loaded i mean these playoffs they've um accounted for seven sacks um they have a lot of guys who can make plays um on the defensive line you know i can name you guys like jason pierre paul uh nabakin sue shaq barrett former chief rakeem nunez roaches um all those guys have had i think everybody except nunez roaches have had a sack in these playoffs uh, multiple tackles for losses, multiple quarterback hits. They had five sacks against the Packers. Now their their pass defense has not been great. You know the Chiefs were able to dominate them through the air in their first matchup. But um, Sam, what what have you kind of seen from their defense uh, as of late that you think could maybe help them in this matchup? I think I think when I watched the uh, first matchup with the Chiefs and Buccaneers. No, the Chiefs could not run the ball on them. Their front line was just so tough that, like, Edwards Alaire had like had a really rough time. And uh, it was, I think, I think in this matchup, I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is the lead rusher for the Chiefs because I think they're gonna look to have to pass it more. Um, definitely, uh, um, they're they a uh, Carlton Davis is a uh, plain white has a. Uh, Definitely bounced back from that uh, absolutely d- disastrous game he had against Tyreek Hill. Um, really struggled. Their secondary's been playing really well uh, as of late. And uh, Devin White, I definitely have a little bit of fear that he can get to Mahomes, especially with the uh, Eric Fisher injury. Um, I really expect Tampa Bay to look to try to rush Mahomes. And uh, but I'm I'm I. I am very confident, though, that Patrick Mahomes recognizes this. He'll understand it. He'll study. He'll study very well on where they're going to be coming from. And uh, I think Mahomes will will uh, be able to get out of pocket and make some plays, whether he'll be uh, throwing it, throwing it, or uh, running it. Yeah, lo- um, yeah, Logan. Do you have kind of thoughts on possibly the the matchup between the Chiefs, especially the offensive line? Because the Chiefs are basically down to their second string offensive line with Eric Fisher out, um, you know how do you think they'll hold up against the Pucks' pass rush? Yeah, if we look back to Week Twelve, uh, Tampa Bay now since they had a good playoff performance, they're a great defensive line and a great defense, but they only had one sack and it was for a one yard loss in that Week Twelve matchup. And now we, we talk about Eric Fisher being gone. But it, it seems like in the post-game conference, Andy Reid had really no, I guess uh, I can't find the word, but he, he really didn't, um, he knew rumors was going to be a seamless switch of Eric Fisher 
if you know Airfish is not going to be able to go. So he he seems really confident in Rimmers that he can play that left tackle. But if we look at the last matchup, Chiefs were uh, threw the ball sixty percent of the time, and a lot of the, what they did was the RPO style throws. And I believe that just takes you know away their running game. Right? I mean, they have to run the ball a lot because they use the RPOs. And that got him five to six yards. So what can the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense do is hope and pray because I, I don't see a lot of things they can do so they can't cover Tyreek Hill. We've seen that take up 269 yards to Tyreek Hill over the air. And just Dominic Sue, uh, who else did you name? Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Yeah, I think uh, Shaq Barrett. Latou- yeah, Latouille in the middle. He maybe scares me, but those other guys, maybe Shaq Barrett, but Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominic Sue are kind of washed up, you know, old guys trying to revive their career. I really, uh, no faith in them that they can get to Mahomes consistently because she's offense, let's be honest. They're going to come out here and throw the ball quick, get it out quick, and not even give them a chance. Similar to what they did against the 49ers last year in the Super Bowl. So I see the Chiefs offense kind of neutralize their defense and put it all in the hands of Tom Brady to go out and win this game. So I'll ask you this. If they put all the pressure on Tom Brady to win them this game, can they do it? I mean, we've seen, obviously, the the Patriots have used that formula a lot of times in the Super Bowl, and it's worked. Can the Bucks do the same thing? Uh, can the Bucks Say that question again if you can repeat it one more time. So... You know, you, you said you mentioned. You know, the Chiefs. Oh, can, can Tom Brady go out and win this game? Yes. Can Can he go out there and win a shootout and put forty points on this Chiefs defense and basically carry them um, like he's done in several other Super Bowls? Yeah. Again, if we look back at the Week Twelve matchup, I see the Chiefs defense playing similar how they did uh, last time. I mean, if it's not broke, why fix it? They blitz fifty percent of the time. And we saw the NFC Championship when the Patriots just went full out blitz, blitz, blitz. I can speak blitz. It, he just kind of heaved the ball up in the air, and the Patriots got a bunch of picks from that. And I see the Chiefs doing a lot of that uh, cornerback blitz from a uh, you know Legarius Sneed probably blitzing. Uh, they just got to get pressure up the middle and make Brady get out of the pocket. And if they do that. Uh, I really see the Kansas City Chiefs defense having a day. Can Brady uh, get in the shootout against this defense? Ooh, they need to do a lot of things right. I'll say that. Yeah, um, I think I do think though that I do think winning games in a shootout is probably your best option to beat the Chiefs. You know, I know there's people that throw out the we got to run the ball. You got to run it all the time and two clock and. And I just don't know if I don't really think that's the answer because as long as you're not limiting, if you're limiting possessions, that helps when you play the Chiefs. But the Chiefs can score if they're at the if they start a drive at their own ten, they can score when they start the drive in midfield. They can score at any point of the field in thirty seconds, or they can go on a long drive. So, um, I think Tampa's best shot would be to make this game a shootout. Um. Which is kind of weird for a 43-year-old quarterback, but I think that is probably the best chance. You know, you saw the only Chiefs lost this year. I mean, I say lost because the, the Chargers game was nothing. 
because they didn't play anybody, was the Raiders. And the Raiders were able to put 40 points on the Chiefs' defense. Um, Mahomes didn't throw – I don't think he threw an interception, um, but they had huge chunk plays. I think I believe they had six or seven plays that went for 30-plus yards. Uh, the Raiders did. I think that's how the Bucks are going to have to hope – I think that's what they're going to have to hope for is they get really big chunk plays – um, whether it's you know Brady throwing slants to Mike Evans or throwing you know ha- throwing w- t- with Chris Godwin, I mean Robert Gronkowski's kind of, uh, in my opinion, he's washed. Don't don't uh, don't uh, at me on that. But you know, I mean they're going to have to get a lot of explosive plays on this Chiefs defense. Um, but lately, you know, it hasn't been the case because the Chiefs have been able to really um, shut teams off. I mean they've they shut. Cleveland down. They shut the Bills down. Um, but I am interested about – I'm kind of uh, intrigued by what you guys were saying about the uh, the pass rush. But um, I guess aside from, you know, the the pa- I guess the pass rush from the Bucks and the Chiefs offensive line, um, is, th- is there any other matchups that you would be concerned about for the Chiefs? I mean – you know, Mahomes hasn't had a bad – he hasn't had a game in the playoffs in his career where he completely took them out of the game. Um, are you worried about, let's say, the pass rush is non-existent, the Chiefs offensive line can hold up? I mean, what are the what do you think the chances are that the Bucks secondary can get a few interceptions off Mahomes and really kind of turn the game? And I hate to be cocky, <laughs> and I, I feel like I've been cocky this whole uh, podcast for the Chiefs, but I – don't see Mahomes throwing any picks to the Tampa Bay. I see him playing a better Super Bowl game than he did last year. Last year, he kind of uh, had a couple picks, as we remember, and really didn't show up to the second half. So, gosh, uh, yeah, like Sam said, Carlton Davis is going to have to have a day. And we saw with the Bills, they tried they tried sneaking up and playing, playing press coverage. That didn't work. They hit him over the top. And then they also tried playing zone defense, and Chiefs just picked them apart. And there's just no no uh, answer. And uh, I don't really know what the Buccaneers can do other than getting pressure consistently. Right. Because um, I think Tony Romo mentioned in the broadcast, like, like in the AFC Championship broadcast, like, like in terms of when they're – like Kelsey, like Travis Kelsey, man – we're at a point now where Travis Kelsey, every it feels like every single offensive snap that the Chiefs are the, the, the snap the Chiefs are throwing, Kelsey's open. It feels like every single time. And what, the mistake that the Bills and Browns made was they never had anybody to chip them. They had nobody that could bump them in the line of scrimmage and knock them off his route and stay with them. They did. They just let them roam free uh, in the middle of the field. Let them roam free on the outside. They did the same thing with Tyree Kill, like you said, Logan, and it, it was just a nightmare. And I think, I mean, I think maybe if they, maybe Tampa Bay can kind of adopt the Bill Belichick kind of style. I mean, the only game that the Chiefs' offense, I would think, has struggled. Uh, I mean, they put thirty. I, I'm going to say the AFC Championship game against New England. They put 31 points up in the second half, but they got shut out in the first half. And I think a big reason why was Belichick. Um, I mean, I think the Patriots have that the 2018 Patriots had a much better secondary, and they had safeties that could cover 
more so than this Bucks team. I mean, Antron Winfield's very good, but they don't have the depth. But they always kept the safety over the top, um, and it kind of was always putting Tyree Carroll in double coverage. They bracketed him, so they really never let him go off in that AFC Championship game. Um, that's probably the best, I guess, solution that Tampa Bay can devise. But especially, you know, we've seen it, Watkins. I think is an underrated factor in this game. If he plays, you know, Sammy Watkins just does. If I really don't know why he continues to be listed as out I, I don't i don't know why he constantly gets injured uh but for some yeah he hasn't played but you know we've seen when sammy Watkins can play he kind of oh he he, he, he either opens things up for tyree kill and travis kelsey to get more open in the passing game or if tyree kills covered and travis kelsey's kind of bottled up sammy Watkins can really do damage on the intermediate passing game whether it's 15 yards 10 yards and really continue to chew to, to move the chains. So if Watkins plays in this game, uh, which I don't see why he doesn't, they haven't played in two weeks. Uh, he hasn't played in a month. Uh, I feel like Watkins can kind of really help their passing game a little bit, but um, yeah, they've been uh, really utilizing Nico Harmon and Byron mm-hmm. Pringle kind of in the role you're talking with. Yeah. If Watkins yeah. can b- come back. He's, I guess more of a threat. I don't know where he's at with health wise, but I, I just like to hit home this. I'm pretty adamant about the only one that can beat the Chiefs' offenses themselves, and that's why I brought up that first point about the penalties and how they're not really calling that many penalties in the postseason, right? We can go back to the penalty against the Browns, Daniel Sorensen not calling that. The ball goes out of the end zone, the head to head, whatever. And there's a penalty against the Packers where it was a hold, and the referee just bluntly didn't, didn't call it. And I think that's helping the Chiefs' offense, right? Because we saw at the regular season, sometimes they would have two or three holds, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, that's going to kill the Chiefs' offense this drive. And yeah. I think that's been really critical on this postseason. Only one that can beat them is themselves, and I, I truly believe that. Yeah, I'd agree. It's kind of we're at that point where, like, <sighs> the Chiefs' offense is just so good, you know, and – the regular season was, I mean, they won. They won the games, but, you know, the Chiefs kind of, I think one of you guys mentioned, they kind of coasted, I think Sam mentioned, like, coasting the regular season. Um, there were some games where, like, I mean, the, in the Buccaneers game, I mean, they were up 27-10. And penalties on the offensive line that, like, like you know, pushed, instead of a first and 10, it was a second and 25 or a third and 30, you know, miscues once they hit the red zone instead of scoring touchdowns. You know, I think in that game against the Buccaneers, Mahomes was able to get, I think he got strip sacked, but, you know, games in which the Chiefs in the regular season could have won like 40 to 15 ended up being a game that they won 27, 24 or 30 to 28 because the penalties prevented the Chiefs offense from scoring every possession. So um, I kind of want to get, uh, uh, Logan, I, I, this podcast you've definitely have put on a Chiefs hat. Uh, you've put some Chiefs shades on, but um, I guess want I want to get your score predictions for this game, uh, and also not only with the score predictions, but uh, MV Super Bowl MVP. Um, All right. So, so during the regular season, the uh, Chiefs played the NFC South, and they won an average of two point five points. Yep. So, 
With that being said, I'm going to say it's going to be a three-point win for the Chiefs, uh, 33-30 on a Harrison Bucker game-winner. Oh, Sam, come on, man. You know, you know our hearts can't handle that. Come on. Hey, if it's from 50 yards, I believe in Bucker. But if it's, it's from EAC for a field goal, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any faith, I'll tell you. So, Logan, would you go with the Chiefs winning by three? or uh, I mean, from what you've been putting down, I feel like you think the Chiefs win by more. Yeah, you know, it sounds like I put my homer cap on. And, but I think there's really a passing of the torch here. I think there's a huge laundry list of things that Tampa Bay has to do in this game for them to win. And there's just like, say, three things Chiefs have to do to win. You know, it's, the list is very small. There's what I have to say. I can't really point out the three things right now. But uh, uh, I'll go 35-20. Okay. And I think the Super Bowl MVP is Tyree Kill. Like I said, or it might be Travis Kelsey. Shoot. Can I – Can I, <laughs> I'll, I'll go Tyreek Hill just for the sake of this podcast. But they couldn't guard him last time. I don't expect him to guard him this time. Uh even if they really try and shut him down. I really do. Okay. I so, forgot to do my MVP. Oh. It's Harrison Booker. What's that? It's Harrison Booker. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, yeah, I, was, really, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say Travis Kelsey is going to be. I think I think he, he's just had like – this season's been so historical. I just feel like that – a Super Bowl win and, and and winning the Super Bowl MVP will just be like the uh, the cherry on the top. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's the more it feels like you know the older Travis Kelsey gets, the better he plays. And you know, I think I mean I know the big storyline is Patrick Mahomes passing of the torch moment with Tom Brady. Uh, if he wins this Super Bowl, uh, he'd be two and zero. Tom Brady would be. Would still have six Super Bowls, no, you know, and that's obviously amazing. But uh, if you think about it, Mahomes would be two and zero. Brady would be six and four. He'd have the head to head over Brady. This probably is the last time they play each other. It could be, and you know, you would think Mahomes is probably in line to win a couple more. But I think another underlying storyline is Travis Kelsey in the goat status for tight ends. Uh, I'm, I am going to yet again put my my uh, my chief shades on. Uh, I think he's when it's all said and done, he will be the the greatest tight end to ever play in the NFL. I'm already going to put out there that he's as as far as a chief, he's already better. In my opinion, he's already better than Tony Gonzalez. But um, you know, a second Super Bowl to his name. I mean, I don't think Super Bowls carry as much weight as it would at the tight end as maybe the quarterback, but still, two time Super Bowl champ. If he wins Super Bowl MVP like Sam alluded to. That's another thing that he can add to his mantle. And he already has five consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. Um, I believe this. they have, they showed a stat most uh, you know regular seasons. But I think they showed a stat for most receiving yards in a total season, regular and postseason. I believe he eclipsed 1,600, which I think is the most for a tight end ever. So Travis Kelsey, I mean, the guy's just continuing to add to his legacy. Um, and I have a Super Bowl. I'd like to add to that. Uh, no tight end has had a thousand yard wide receivers after the age of thirty. 
Like after the age of thirty, tight end usually drop off. You look at Shannon Sharp and all the great ones, Tony Gonzalez, and he, he's still doing it at a high level. So yeah, I, I had to put him in one of the one of the best. Yeah, um, I mean he has this season, and if he would have played, you know, I think if he would have played the Week Seventeen game against the Chargers, Travis Kelsey would have been. You would have had a real shot of leading the league in receiving yards, and that's never happened as a tight end. So, like, Travis Kelsey just had an amazing season. Tyree Kill as well. So, um, it would be pretty, pretty incredible. Um, I guess, you know, my score prediction for this one, I don't think they win by three. I, I think, uh, I do think the Chiefs are a better team. It feels like, though, every Super Bowl that Tom Brady's in, whether they win or they lose, it's never like a blowout. I mean, it feels like every single Super Bowl he's in, he either wins by a score or loses by a score. Um, I don't think the Buccaneers – I think the Buccaneers' pass rush will make plays. So I don't think the Chiefs are going to be putting 40 points up on them. Uh, but I do think the Chiefs will find ways to score. Uh, they, will, but they, they will be able to make their possessions count. I'll say – 34 to no, I'm, I'll say Chiefs 31. I'll say Chiefs 31 Bills. Sorry, Chiefs 31 Bucks. Uh, I'll go 26. So a five point win. Um, they scored 31 against the 49ers, right? So I'll say they scored 31 again. But um, I feel like the Super Bowl MVP is like always a quarterback. So I'll probably go Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's a Super Bowl MVP which would be a second, yet again, adding to his legacy. Um, but um, would you guys, do you guys have any other comments, thoughts about the Super Bowl or just, you know, the Chiefs in general uh, in terms of potentially if they win this game, what it can mean to some guys, some players' legacies that we haven't mentioned? Um, I think that a couple things, I, I, I so a couple things. I won the Super Bowl, one related to the Chiefs team, um, I think this is the uh, most anticipated Super Bowl matchup we've ever had in NFL history. Just look at Tom Brady. He's If Brady ends up winning the Super Bowl, he'll have more Super Bowls than any franchise in NFL history. And then uh, you got Patrick Mahomes. He'll be on the, uh, the path of chasing the, uh, the ghosts, as they say. say um, and uh, we'll be on that path to uh, win. To uh, winning the uh, being the goat, um, and then uh, then the Chiefs end up winning. We'll be tied with the uh, Denver Broncos for Super Bowl championships. Will make me feel very good. Yes, with, with the Raiders too. Yeah, the Chiefs would go like think about it. The Chiefs had a fifty-year drought of not making a Super Bowl, and then they would tie the Broncos and Raiders in like two years. Like that. That's just incredible. Yeah, and then. If, and then if this year's Chiefs team wins, I believe they're going to be in, you can put them down in the top five of the all-time great teams, considering the fact Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, and then Travis Kelsey's just absolutely historical year, and then, of course, the uh, great wide receivers in uh, Tyree Hill, and then Sammy Watkins uh, have some pretty good moments, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire having that solid season, which uh, last year we didn't even... We won the Super Bowl without really a, a, a really consistent running back, even though uh, Damian Williams absolutely balled out last year in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the Chiefs, potentially this Chiefs team uh, could 
have five Hall of Famers on it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, uh, in my opinion, he's already – if he wins a Super Bowl again, man, I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer. But, you know, Travis Kelsey's on his way to the Hall of Fame. Tyreek Hill. Uh, Andy Reid as a head coach, obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Andy Reid could potentially carve his name as the second best head coach to ever do it. Like, I really – another Super Bowl for Andy Reid. Um I believe he's only like 10 postseason wins away from I think being second all time in in uh postseason wins. I don't think he won't I don't think he'll catch Bill Belichick, but he's a really good chance of when it's all said and done finishing second. You know, if he finishes yeah. second with multiple Super Bowls, I mean that's just amazing for his legacy. You know, Tyron Matthew could be a borderline Hall of Famer, so you potentially have five Hall of Famers on that team. And then to win 17 games like to go 17 and two is just incredible you know uh that you know to win more games than last year uh and they won the super bowl you know just continues to add to their team dynasty i guess so um logan do you have any other thoughts yeah time and time again we've seen in football nowadays in the year of 2021 that's Great offense always beats great defense. So if they want to tell you the Buccaneers' defense is a great defense or, you know, one of the best or whatever, I don't believe it. But I think they're pretty average. But great offense always beats great defense. And the Bucks have a pretty average offense, and they'll need to run the ball really well to win this game, like really, really well. And uh, that's the reason why I think the Chiefs will get it done. But another news, if you guys are uh, – Actually, it's not news, but if you guys are willing betters, uh, last year I betted on Mahomes to, to score the first TD, and it actually happened, and I won like $100 off it. I expect that to be great odds this year. So pick up the Mahomes first TD, and you, you'll win. I don't know, man. I think I'm going to pick uh, Nick Kaiser as the first t- touchdown. Oh, really? Yeah. You're going to win a ton of money, man. I don't know, man. I'm feeling, a, I'm feeling a Nick Kaiser touchdown. You're going to win a crap ton of money, man. <laughs> I'd have to look at him after this for him to win, get the first TD. A Nick and Kaiser. Another thing on uh, Andy Reid, uh, no disrespect to Don McNabb, no dis- disrespect to Michael Vick or Alex Smith, but definitely Andy Reid. Kevin Cobb. Patrick Mahomes has definitely elevated Andy Reid with his like, play calling, his trust. You know, we saw... But uh, when he was with the Eagles, he uh, went to three straight NFC Championship games, hosted a home, and won one of them. Four. He, he, he's won a back-to-back. Re- Andy Reid's definitely play-calling is definitely more risky, which I really like. He's way more aggressive. Uh, yes, he's definitely uh, developed a lot of trust with Mahomes. And, uh, you know, he's he's going to be – he's going to – and Andy Reid, I think, is going to keep – Elevating as a coach, I think he's going to continue to bring in new stuff and new new uh, plays that are, are just going to like he's going to become a he's going to completely change the landscape of the NFL like he did when he first came in with uh, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to I'd like to bounce that off. Or, you know, back back when Andy Reid was first got the Chiefs job, and they used to call him Indy Reid. Because he blew the game at Indianapolis, and they used to make fun of his time management. But he got the great quarterback, and no one has said anything about his clock management since. That's what a great quarterback can do. Uh, 
I think uh, Sam is 100% right on that. Uh, no calling him Indy Reed anymore. <laughs> nope. Uh, I mean, the only thing I'll say about that is uh, I think I think the Andy Reed. I think Andy Reed is kind of energy. I think he's extended. I mean, I wouldn't say extended years, but I think he's rejuvenated. I think, sorry, Patrick Mahomes has rejuvenated Andy Reid. Um, I think he's made him much more aggressive than when they had Alex Smith. Um, and it's changed his mindset. Like, I don't think the Chiefs would have went for three fourth downs in a playoff game with Alex Smith. I don't think they would have uh, went for it almost. It feels like every fourth and short in from the 50 on, they go for it. And I don't think that would have happened with Alex Smith. Um, with Patrick Mahomes, uh, it's possible every time that they they can convert. So um, I really do appreciate you guys coming on and talking about uh, this year's Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. Uh, also, another note, it's weird. Andy Reid has been in now three Super Bowls, and all the Super Bowls have been in the state of Florida, uh, You know, Miami, Tampa Bay, and Jacksonville. But um, that's another thing I thought was funny. But uh, – but again, I really do appreciate you guys coming on and giving your thoughts about um, the Chiefs as well as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, you know, and we'll see how this plays out when uh, next Sunday rolls around. Can I get one quick fact in? Yes. Uh, so if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, that means Steve Spagnuolo would be three and zero against uh, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Wow! Yeah, because he was the D coordinator against the Giants. Better, better than uh, Bob Sutton, whatever he is. Uh, I don't think Bob. I don't think we'd be in the. Well, you know what? Bob Sutton uh, prevented the Chiefs from playing in a third Super Bowl right now. But uh, <laughs> that's another conversation later on for a different for a different day. Um, but yeah, Logan, first time coming on. I appreciate you giving your uh, your thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs. Your thoughts on just you know the whole Super Bowl matchup. Uh, Sam. Once again, it was a pleasure. You know, you've come on a lot of times talking about the Chiefs. You came on and talked about the Chiefs, like, I think at the bye week. And then, um, you know, other times I get it. But, you know, I appreciate you coming on again and giving your thoughts. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, with that being said, um, I'll probably let you guys go. But, again, thanks for coming on. All right, peace out. Yep. Thank you, again. Turns out the stars are All that I am is all that you see You don't need nobody else And you're putting this all on me Forget it